on Sports Cap Radio. We are continuing our divisional previews with one of my favorite divisions ever to talk about. Uh, it's been extremely exciting. I'd say it's the division of the century, just in terms of like every team in this division is always seems to be competitive. Um, I believe all four of these teams have been to the Super Bowl, which I believe is the only division to actually do that. Um, in the NFL, you're, defi- since, you're definitely right that all four have made it since I don't, 2000. I don't know for sure if they're the only division though. But I know, I know for sure all four of these teams have made the Super Bowl. I believe they're the only team, the only, only division that every team has made it to the Super Bowl since the year 2000. So they, they've pretty much dominated the last 20. And we're of course talking about the NFC West today, um, which this time last year, what were we saying about the NFC West? We were talking about how they're stacked it is. That it was the one best of the, division in football. Yep, that is the best division in football and all this and uh, NFC South. Just off the top of my head, I was going it's NFC Fox, South, Panthers, Saints, Falcons, and Falcons. Falcons and Saints have all made it. All to made it as well. Ah, yeah. okay, interesting. Yeah, shit. All right. Well, <laughs> fuck that statistic. But, but yeah, all, 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 all four still teams are still. Yeah, all four teams have still made a Super Bowl. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, scratch, scratch, scratch that little beginning, but. We're just start, we, we've kind of been flowing with the news, and the, the news of the week as a meme page is Mr. Kyler Murray. You better get your studies in, boy. Mr. Kyler Murray uh, is the news of the week. He finally gets his contract with zero playoff wins, which <laughs> seems to be the way of the NFL these days. But uh, who wants to lead us off on the Kyler Murray rant? Because this is just going to turn into a rant, folks. So hopefully, hopefully no one's too big of a fan of the guy. I mean, can I just say that... They beat the Raiders to the punch. That's what they should have done with Jamarcus Russell is force some uh, tape study and somebody have to sit there and watch him do it instead of going, hey, did you watch the tapes? Sorry, they were blank. Like, what's going on with Kyler and that? Is he not a hard studier? Is he, was he not in the film room? What's going on where they felt like that was a necessity to put it in the contract? Yeah, so apparently yeah. he has said that he doesn't spend a lot of time watching tape because, but, yeah. And was it because he wasn't getting paid? Pretty, I mean, pretty weird. Be pretty weird for a quarterback well, we, to not we, be watching. I tape. mean, we should preface this with the story, just in case you haven't heard it. Um, some uh, parts of the contract have leaked this week, and one of the stipulations in the contract it basically dictates that he has to spend at least four hours of independent study, studying film every week. Which four hours? That's not a lot of time, folks. Not when it's your job. No, especially because I mean, you, you're pretty much practicing in the mornings, uh, Tuesday through. Friday and Friday's a really light practice. Yeah. Like this is what you you do for a living. You have team meetings, you have workouts and then you have, you know, you need treatment on your injuries and shit. That's basically it. That's your job. Yep. Ask Tom Brady, ask Aaron Rodgers, ask some of the best quarterbacks in the league. How much time do they spend, uh, you know, watching film? Like with 40? 40? That's, yeah. Trevor, exactly. you took the words out of nothing. my mouth. It's this like absolutely somewhere, somewhere, Tom Brady's laughing in the background going, you guys think you want to be great? You don't know what it is to be great. Four hours of study, it's nothing. And we might be jumping the gun just because we're seeing something in the news about Kyler Murray and this four-hour study thing, but... I don't know. Where there's smoke, there's fire. There's no jumping the gun in this nope. situation. No, yeah. Zero. I mean, so zero. Th- they said, you know, w- w- a part of the stipulation is he can't be, like, watching TV while this four hour four hours of film study is going on. He's not allowed to play video games. He's basically not allowed to have anything distracting him from, you know, sitting there and watching film. Who enforces it? 
that's yeah, and that's, who's, that's and who's watching him? Like, how is this going to be proven? Are you on a live that's stream? Like, Big Brother's watching over you? What's going on? I think it's just one of these things that they're putting it in a contract that is worth over $200 million, and so they think it'll probably strengthen his resolve to do that. The fact that they even have to do this, it's unheard of. Uh, my mom, when I was, I think, 12, used to make my brother and my sister and I all sign a chores contract where it was basically like, we agreed to do this, this, and this. And I violated the terms of that contract up and fucking down. Well, it's not enforceable. Yeah, it, it just like, honestly, I don't know how this is enforceable either. But, but what am I telling you right now? I'm, I'm telling you about something my mom used to do to me when I was 12. And there were things like, you, when, when you're mowing the lawn, you can't do this. And, and you, can't, you can only play video games for X amount of time on Saturdays or something like that. Like, this is something that an adult, would not have to have on their contract. Well, Kyler's a special little boy. He needs special little privileges. And Cliff Kingsbury being the college little coach that he is, because he still isn't an NFL coach in my eyes. The guy definitely has some offensive mindset and what whatnot, but he treats these guys like he's a college coach, like he's their best friend. And you're not, dude. You're an NFL fucking football coach. Ask any of the greats there. We just talked about Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers comparing the great quarterbacks. Well, what about the great coaches, too, that bring those quarterbacks along? It takes two to tango, and Cliff is just going along with the clown show in my eyes. I mean, does does anyone else think that this is just like a potential, like, opt out of this hundred what sixty million guaranteed contract like if you don't abide by this like four hour rule like and you suck and you're not putting up MVP type numbers which is what he did last year like just, maybe we can dip out of this I don't think I don't I, is, I, it, I, is it like a true business short. savvy like move I don't we're think selling no. him short though like let's not come on with that money on the line Kyler will be in there watching that four hours of tape let's I don't, just be I don't think it's enforceable Trevor either way like I don't think it can be like yeah we don't have to pay you the rest it's of the money it's an addendum in a contract that's yes. stipulated on his guaranteed yeah. money but, like but that How doesn't make that it not? enforceable. <laughs> give him, if you give him weekly tests and he doesn't give like a certain percentage of like, you know, time frame slots. Hey guys, that four hours of film. The, the OJ Jamarcus did it Russell they test. Couldn't like, prove it, okay? let's, let's send him some like DBZ anime DVD. See if like, you know, he's reading like outside linebacker blitz on this one, but instead it's like sell like battling Frieza. I don't know. Maybe. The enforcement, we'll the, the, the ability to uh, like actually prove this in court would be so ridiculous. But yeah. listen, we don't have to get into that. The fact that it's even on the contract is a huge red flag. It means that they don't trust their quarterback to be all that motivated. And I'm sorry, but the signs have always been there about Kyler Murray. Um, and we're about to get into some rumors and all this, but he just, the way he presents himself on field, he doesn't seem like a guy who really wants to be there all that much. He, he kind of came across at first as introverted. And I was kind of like, well, maybe this guy's just kind of, you know who else is an introverted quarterback in the NFL? Justin Herbert. But there's a huge difference to me between the body language of Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray on field. Like, Justin Herbert, he seems like he's a, a hard-working competitor. Kyler Murray, you saw him after that playoff loss last year. He looked defeated, and he also looked like he was a child about to throw up his hands and point some fingers. Yeah, I mean, there's been some, you know, talks in the locker room that he just isn't that leader. Um, you know, wasn't uh, Larry Fitzgerald one that came out and said that, you know, he's he's just not looked at as a leader in that locker room? I mean, that's that's pretty concerning, especially coming in before these new ad amendments came into his contract. I mean, th the red flags are all over the place. Like this, I don't know if he's the guy that should be leading your team if he can't lead a locker room, which uh, we knows, no, which we know can destroy a team. He, he, someone that he just feels like he doesn't do well under pressure. And maybe that's kind of what happened like during the season. So obviously the Cardinals started off hot, you know, tapered off, still went, you know, went to the playoffs and all that, but 
then you start looking at like a season-long pressure maybe stemming into like this contract thing hey you're missing these reads this is right in the film like eat like easy things like that that over the course of the season he just doesn't want to maybe you know hypothetically not want to keep working harder to get better just yeah. rely on talent and then that weight of like you know if someone's bitching at you over and over and over you don't want to keep hearing it but that's could be something that's like culminated over the season which is why you saw like that attitude the injuries and and the playoff stuff well i mean you said it marcus talk about like the pressure makes diamonds right the end of the season the nfl the playoff push that's where you're looking to make your name especially as a quarterback going into the playoffs listen to this for the cardinals last season they lost the last four of their last five games last year that is a monumental slide going into the playoffs it's no wonder that they struggled going into it. The team was on the downhill slope. They were down on their dumps. And so was Kyler Murray. I think the whole team in itself. And then you got you talk about the dog does or the tail doesn't wag the dog. The dog wags the tail. And Cliff Kingsbury is that. He needs to be helping Kyler Murray in this situation. I just don't think he's doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And and the signs have always been there by the way with Kyler Murray. He 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 strikes me as a very thin-skinned person. Uh, if you remember when the the draft was over, what was it, 2019? 19. The 2019 draft was over. They posted a picture of all the 2019 draft picks, and they were all standing in the stands. And he was standing next to Marquise Brown. And somebody somebody just pointed out that Marquise Brown is listed at 5'9". And Kyler Murray looked like he was a solid two inches shorter than than Marquise Brown. Yeah. What what do normal quarterbacks or or people that have good advisors and advice around them do to that situation? They do nothing. What does Kyler Murray do? He goes on a Twitter tirade, posts pictures of him and Marquise Brown looking eye to eye, just just letting the media know it's it's, it's straight up. It's like being in the ocean and, and slitting your hand. Yeah. A- after they already see you, like like you're you're putting chum in the water, and he just he just not. That guy, like but, he, he's just, there's something about him. And it, it, I think that this has always been the case with him. I used to watch him when he played with Oklahoma and he just always kind of looked mad and just never really upbeat and like, let's go. It was always just kind of like, Oh, what? like when a play went bad, it went bad. And when a play went good, he wasn't all that excited about it. I don't dude, know why the guy, the guy just always rubbed me the wrong way. The NFL Heights are like a guy talking about his dick size. You at least got to go an inch and a half or two lower than what the <laughs> fuck it says on the chart. So when you see Kyler Murray or Drew Brees listed at six foot or five, nine, knock that down a couple inches, buddies. Promise you that. Yep. Yep. It's, it's crazy. I mean, Jeff Garcia famously was listed at six one. <laughs> well, and, and it's not just his height. Like uh, people, people have commented on a lot because we obviously went on a tirade with the memes on sports memory about his height and just kind of ripping him. You know who else is super short? Russell Wilson. We never make comments about Russell Wilson's height. We make we make comments because he's a fucking goober, but we never talk <laughs> he's about got big hands though. He's got big hands. He's, he's got so he's all right, but he's got big hands, and he also is just a baller who's won Super Bowls and has, and has had ridiculous playoff success. Russell Wilson has never ever presented himself like Kyler Murray. Like, I think with Kyler Murray, he, he's like, he acts like a bitch, and so we treat him like a bitch. Well, you know? Russ was zero expectation coming out of college, too, though. That's a completely different story. You got Kyler winning the Heisman. You have him coming out as a first-round pick. I mean, let's be honest. That guy needs to perform. Russell Wilson performing, that was an anomaly. I mean, that guy is a freak of nature when it comes to 
he should have never been successful in the NFL, according to the professional scouts and all these guys. What round was it, Newman, that he was drafted? He, he was a third-round draft third pick. Third-round draft pick. But, I mean, but, but the thing crazy. about that, Kurt, is that a guy like Russell Wilson actually sets the stage and allows for a guy like Kyler Murray to be drafted number one overall, True. right? Because if Russ doesn't have success as the short quarterback, then teams may not ever get to that point where they're like, okay, with taking a short quarterback that early. Well, Actually, to to that moves. point, Newman, like they they were they were worried about his height, and they're like, "Wait, he's the same size as Russ." Then they looked at hand size. They're like, "Oh, wait, he's right around the same like hand size." So they're like, "It was the justification that you know Kyler could be good because he was like Russ." But so I don't, I don't even think Kyler right. has small hands, but it, it is crazy that Russell Wilson has, I think, the biggest hands of any quarterback in the NFL, which is just kind of wild, which is almost like a freak statistic about him. But Kyler Murray doesn't have like small hands or anything like that. He he can grip the ball with. With ease but, but, and all that. No, nobody really worries but, about that. Does anyone question Kyler's ability to throw the ball? No. No. Not it's, at all. It, no. His questions are, are mostly durability and then what's in between the ears, right? That's the thing where Russ has an advantage because Russ has proven over and over again that he, you know, can succeed at that level. Don't you think, though, with Kyler, and maybe it's because his line hasn't been all that great, but I think a flaw in his game is that he really needs to get out – to the outside to be effective, whereas Russell Wilson can be a standard pocket passer. And I think it's literally because he can't, can't see over his offensive linemen. Because I, I think he's shorter than Russell Wilson, straight up. Like, I, I do, I do oh, not buy for a second is. that he's so, the same so, height as so, Russell Wilson. So the Saints had this like issue as well. By like an inch, it's not that big. I think he's 5'7". The, the Saints had this issue as well with Drew Brees. Straight where, up. Where, but what they specifically did is they said, we're going to solidify the interior of the offensive line to make sure that it gives our quarterback more windows kind of to throw the ball into. But then also, if you think about Drew Brees and you're like, what does he throw a lot of? fucking slants why because they're easy reads and he, and it's an easy delivery right there it's not gonna go very far he's like all right i'm just gonna keep taking what the defense is giving me well i mean yep. to, to some degree i think the offense needs to put more of those in there for kyler and we'll see if they do but i mean larry fitzgerald caught a lot of those throughout his career too it's it's an easy uh pass for a quarterback to get and i don't know well and speaking I mean, of his wide receivers i mean what do we have going on going into the season right we have deandre hopkins with the potential suspension? No, 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 no. Not potential. He's suspended oh, six he games. Yeah. Si- uh, so full six-game suspension. Hollywood Brown, hammy injuries already going into camp. So what are we looking at for Kyler to start the season? Yeah, so, I mean, they lose Christian Kirk, the the big money contract guy. I mean, what are they going to do without him, right? Um, they do. They also lose, I mean, other guys that they lose just in general. They lose Chandler Jones, who I think is a big loss for them. And then they lose Chase Edmonds, who caught a lot of passes as the running back uh, out of the backfield kind of thing. Um, they do actually bring in a guard, Will Hernandez, who was drafted by the Giants um, to kind of strengthen the middle of that that uh, that offensive line like we were talking about. They trade their first-round draft pick for Hollywood Brown, which I kind of think is a mistake because they literally traded a pick that was like, this is so Ravens. They traded a pick that was actually higher than the pick that the Ravens used to select Hollywood Brown. The Ravens got three years out of him, and then they still get so, another first-round draft so pick. So what, 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 what's hold it there? The Hollywood Brown trade, um, and this this is this is also goes back to Kyler Murray. If you look at what they've done with Kyler Murray, the trade for DeAndre Hopkins, which that was a no-brainer trade. Any, anyone would have done that a thousand times out of a thousand times. But then if you look, the A.J. Green reach, um, they've just consistently, oh, just last year they bring in Zach Ertz, with the trade, they are obsessively trying to load this offense with weapons. And it's almost like a shitty girlfriend and you're trying, but, 
but like you like the girlfriend, but you, none of your friends like him. So like you're constantly trying to put her in situations where she'll be likable. And I, I, I guarantee you, if, if you've never been in that situation, you know a friend that has. And it's that's what it seems like with the Cardinals. It seems like every step of the way, they're trying to lay down the pavement to justify their drafting of Kyler Murray. Because let's face it, they just drafted Josh Rosen with an early first-round pick, and then you have to do an immediate redo with Kyler Murray. Like, this organization seems as insecure as Kyler Murray. Was Rosen a Kingsbury? <laughs> that wasn't a Kingsbury No, pick. he was not. Who was who was the coach at that time? Uh, they had a... a their head coach was there for one year. It was um, I can't think of well, it. The the, the defense coordinator for the sure Broncos Kingsbury. last year. Van, Vance Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Vance Joseph. Okay. I just That's wanted to make sure it wasn't yeah. Kingsbury. I was like, good grief. no. But then they bring in Kingsbury, who never had a single winning season in college, straight up to conform an offense around Kyler Murray, and it's mm-hmm. they're essentially running like a spread offense in the NFL, which is bizarre. And how much of that was from Pat Mahomes being the guy that he coached in college? Well, they, <laughs> running I mean, they, that spread. They're, they're trying to bring college to Kyler rather than the pros to... to it, I mean, it's, it's bizarre. The NFL me. runs a lot of spread. There's a lot of teams that run at least elements of spread. They're just doing it at a way, it's way more... Gimmicky, yes. It's gimmicky, though. It's gimmicky, and it's it's flawed. And and, and like, I, like you were saying earlier, Kurt, uh, with their win-loss record at the end of last year... This has been the story of the Cardinals the last three years. Yeah, they, they fade uh, down the stretch. They well, fade every year. And in, guess, in, guess what the end of figure December. them out. Yep. And guess what I the mean, end it, of their schedule is gimmicky. this year. Yep. Gimmicky listen, as hell. listen to this at the end of the year. <clears throat> they have to play the Patriots, the Broncos, the Bucks, the Falcons, and the 49ers to end the season this year. You're woof. <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds like. They might lost. even lose to the Falcons in that stretch. <laughs> I mean, so Vegas has them at nine wins. Last year they went 11 and six. Uh, Sharp has them as the ninth hardest schedule, as Kurt mentioned. Their extra is the Patriots. Um, and Vegas current projections for each game, they have them at eight and nine this year. Um, so Vegas has them at eight and a half wins. Um, for the over-under? Yeah, for the over-under. Okay. Uh, so my, my question, I, I got to ask, because we've had one guy on the podcast that's just been kind of a true believer. He, he's one of the guys that used to play with the Cardinals on Madden. He's he, the, the Cardinals are he's kind of his... His love child, uh, his 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 kind of passion project, and I actually respect that because I have a few of those in the league. But Mr. Marcus, what do you think about the Cardinals this year? Eight and a half wins. Like, what 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 are your thoughts on the on the Cardinals? We haven't heard much from you. Well, I'm 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 gonna definitely lean over. I think it's gonna be close, but I'm gonna go right in that ten win slot. It's with all the stories, it's kind of hard to appreciate the turnaround that they've had. And we, and we kind of like flirt with it. Josh Rosen with the t- you know, top 10 pick and then Kyler Murray first overall pick the year after in, you know, they turned into 11 win season three years later in the fucking best division of football. Right. Um, but they're solidifying parts of the defense, like quietly. Um, I'm, yeah. They, they, I mean, they drafted a couple edge players that should contribute. Um, they get JJ Watt back for hopefully a helpful season, healthy season, but who can really count on that? They are. Yeah. I mean, you, you also got the LA Rams and San Francisco who have way better defenses than Arizona as well. Nope. So yes, yeah, so maybe they solidify themselves as having the third best defense in the in the, you know. You know, they're they're, they're they're just kind of like putting. They're kind of getting drunk and doing painting with a twist and hoping to like make some magic there. <laughs> painting with a twist, and uh, and you know, it, it's hard. It's easy to like talk shit to them with all the stories, but eleven wins in that division is fucking impressive. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know how the Niners do, but. 
they, they have they have like weird. They, they, they better than the playoffs. Championship. They, they they do have they do have just like weird pieces that no one's expecting them to do more than six yeah. seven wins, and they were just making it work. So you have to have an appreciation for the underdog. Uh, I'll, I'll find him right in that 10-11 win slot yeah. again. Please, Marcus, so, tell so, me tell me, we're just trying to dunk on the 49ers who went to the NFC Championship. Like, come they, on. They, they finished, Raw. I mean, so so yeah. I, th- I think they... But they were also in- expected to. They, I think they had a... They were expected to win, like, 12 games last year. Right. I, I think the, the Niners? I think, no, no, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. Eight, eight yeah. games, maybe? No, they, they, they had an over-under of 12. Me and, uh, me and Dubich both... Uh, took that under yeah uh not, so I not, think, not many of the people on this podcast took them at that high but yeah, yeah. i think There's their front seven is fine like the, their starters but it lacks depth um and then i don't think that their secondary is particularly great um so that's an issue but then also their offensive line has question marks rodney hudson contemplated retirement uh and they talked him out of him whenever a guy is contemplating retirement like as an offensive lineman, it's not a good sign. It's not a great sign, especially considering how important he is to that offensive line and the fact that they lost the guy who replaced him last year in Max Garcia um, for the part of time that he missed. So that offensive line has some question marks for a team as dependent on the offensive line as they are in terms of what that offense is. Plus you lose Hopkins for the first six games of the season. I think that's a rough stretch to start. And I think that they get off to a bad start. So that's why I'm taking them firmly at the under. I think there's a chance that they actually kind of sink this year and drop down to as low as six wins, but I've got them in that in between six and eight wins is most likely I'm taking the under on eight and a half. So, uh, so at six wins, let's just say they get, they finish at six wins. Does uh, Kingsbury get fired? Kime, I, Steve Kime, I, GM, gets fired, and Kingsbury gets Kingsbury, fired. Absolutely. Kingsbury is actually my favorite for first coach to get fired this year. Oh, really? Yo, oh, for sure. 100%. And, dude, I, I, I totally agree with Newman. I'm not going to go as low as six. I'm actually, I actually think this team goes eight and nine, and I think they do it the exact same way they always do. Start out hot. Um, by the way, by you the think time... they start out hot without Hopkins? By the time DeAndre Hopkins oh, gets oh. back, crit, uh, Kyler Murray will already be hurt. <laughs> I've, I've got to fight back yeah, on to start but, off hot, dude. But also, no, no Hopkins. Their first three games are the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Raiders. Yeah, like that's rough. your first three games without Hopkins. I know, that's that's kind of rough. Kyler start, really start is off, a superstar so. in September. He really is. There's something about Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray. They are just superstars <laughs> in September, and then just if you if you have them in your fantasy league and you get them with like a if they fall to you in like a later round, get them. Ride them the first four weeks trade and then trade the shit out of them. Both <laughs> both Dak and Kyler. But here's the thing, guys. I, I really do. I think it's an 8-9 team. I think it's a really bad team. I really do. James Conner, one of the most overrated running backs in the entire league. Um, he, if you actually look at his stats last year, first of all, from a fantasy perspective, which we'll get to later, his touchdown production Hello. is completely insane and unsustainable. Insane and unsustainable. I think that it went up so much because Kyler Murray got hurt and he couldn't do a lot of the rushing plays and, and take a lot he of He also got lucky like on some of the touchdowns that he scored where he broke some tackles and he wind up getting in, into the end zone. It's a little bit fluky. Um, so, yeah. But other than this, like straight up, I see a couple studs on defense. Other than that, it's a very average defense, a very flawed secondary, not that great of a front seven. Like, as, as you said, they lose Chandler Jones. It's freaking huge. I think it's an 8-9 team, and I think it's an easy under. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to piggyback on the under with the 8-9. and nine. Cliff Kingsbury, he improved their win total by three games each of the last two seasons, but this is the regression year. There's, Agreed. No, the, I, there's no way. You look at the roster. These guys are going to struggle. 
threw in and threw out. Hollywood Brown, infamous for dropping big big passes. Unless this guy just learned something new, or he's got some spider tack on his hands, some stick him extra stick him. That's what I mean to to catch the ball, and maybe he proves us wrong because he can open up the lid on the defense. As there's no telling, but when you have a soft tissue injury like that going into the uh, camp and to start the season, it doesn't typically go away. So hopefully they let him rest, but I'm worried for Kyler with the weapons around him. It's going to be a lot of Max Williams and a lot of Zach Ertz, and I know there's a lot of guys in the sports memory blowing Rondell Moore right now with this uh, suspension to Hopkins. Well, and, and why why bring in Marquise Brown when you have Rondell Moore? I don't understand it. It's the same guy. Yeah. Gimmick plays, lining him up like a Debo Samuel. You know, we talked about that with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. We'll get to that later with the 49ers, but that's what that role is now with these types of college guys. They want somebody to motion into the backfield. But Rondell Moore proved that he was – I mean, dude, there was still some – pops with him last year especially oh, in yeah. some of those gimmick offenses i think it could work out and help kyler at least keep the blitz at bay because uh, he's going to need it with that offensive line no arizona is is definitely on the under uh i mean with with everything that you said with the uh the first three games hopkins being out uh it's i think the rain's on the wall and none of us have mentioned this but i know we're all on it whenever there's a contract season you sign your contract there's always regression so i think everything is pointing in that direction that there's going to be some regression here and i think san francisco and the and the rams are both looking really solid yeah seattle's going to suck but arizona i can't see them having the same season they had last so year Mar- so marcus marcus the only one taking the over I'm a little bit disappointed in you, Marcus. I thought maybe finally we we're going to turn the tide on you, but <laughs> hey, they, they they did they, they they did do really well last year. They yeah. definitely uh, over overshot their projections last year. Now's the year they crash and burn. <laughs> this is Cliff Kingsbury last is it's his last year in the NFL period, even as a coordinator. Yeah, can you imagine too? You take it you take it over a team that wins two games. You get the first overall pick. You go two to five to eight to eleven, and you're on the hot seat. Like. Like, you're progressing every year, and you're on the hot seat. The NFL is awesome. crazy, man. It's win right now. That's yeah, what it you, is. You don't see any red flags that sh- that would lead to that regression. Well, well yeah. So, so, so. Oh, the, no, I mean, I definitely do. I mean, they're right. they're out. They're out every single year. They're outperforming what their expectations right. are. But somehow, even though you're outperforming what you're expected to do, you're still on the hot seat. It's it's just. I funny. think it's. I think it's the, the reason why they get fired um, is basically direction of the, the program, right? So if. Obviously, they have been trending up, but if you look at the underlying metrics, you're like, okay, this team's actually kind of old. What do we have going for us outside of Kyler? And Marcus Hollywood Brown is going to be a free agent, right? So it's like, you, it's not even necessarily that you're going to have him for multiple years after this. Um, what, what is the, the young core of this team, right? And so if you say, hey, we had a bad year this year, all right, I think that's enough for Steve Kime because this is what, his fourth head coach that he's had? So, I mean, at some point, like, it's put up or shut up, and usually coaches do not get, a, get to hire more than two. And he's at, he's at, or GMs do not get to hire more than two coaches. This is his fourth. It's wild that they've held on to him for so long because that's the crazy thing is they've had a couple years of successful drafts. This last year was not a successful drafting no. year. It was actually a really bad draft for the Cardinals. A huge step back. And the Marquise Brown trade, I mean, we got a, we got Steelers fans in the pod. That was a fleecing like I've never seen. Pissed me off. It's clearly not a first-round talent in Marquise Brown, and I just don't understand how the Cardinals do that. I yeah. don't understand how you maintain your job after you do that. And, make, and what drives me wild. 
I, I always he's say not even that. like a fourth round pick in like fantasy, not even a fifth round. Dude, pick. I, 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 I always say it jokingly, but sometimes I truly believe it. I feel like I could, I could like put out a Craigslist ad and find like four guys after like a couple months of hunting and, and run an NFL organization better than these guys. Like, I mean, this is the so Oklahoma bad. connection, right? I mean, you got to think Kyler obviously. Oh no, died that's, for that. that's definitely is why it is. They're giving him the multi million dollar contract. Who do you want? That I mean, I hate to say but it, but it's like the Tom strings. Brady treatment before strings. he even earns it, you know. But, but how do you think that negotiation went down, right? Like, all right, hey, uh, Steve Kime calls up. Um, Obviously not well. Eric, Let me Eric just DeCosta. stop you right there. He's Obviously like, not well. He's like, hey, uh, so we want to get Marquise Brown. Okay, um, I'll take a first and a second for him. Um, how about just a first? Okay, deal. <laughs> what happened? No negotiating whatsoever. <laughs> All right, let's move off the Cardinals and our Kyler rant. It, Kyler's a bitch, and I, I'm, I'm going to continue to rag on that guy until he shows me any differently, and I don't think the guy's ever going to. The fact that Marcus has turned the tide on Kyler, and Marcus does not shift gears very often. Um, Marcus is a very principled person, and the fact that he's off the Kyler train is very, very evident. That And, and honestly, the, it, doesn't it just feel like the whole – the whole NFL watching community is just completely turned on this guy. Oh, absolutely. And you said it best. It's like last year, two of our favorite players and quarterbacks, Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson. 100%. Now fuck both of those guys. Yeah, I used to love watching Kyler Murray play, and now I'm going to actively root for him to lose. <laughs> just the way it is. That's how, that's how it goes, So where, where are we going next? Uh, next, let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers because there's also some news there potentially. Well, actually, no, there's, there's some huge news. Um, last year, what, yesterday, just yesterday, the San Francisco 49ers came out and just straight up declared that they, that they are moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Moving yeah. on, and, and you know, they, they use some words like business decisions, all this, but this is a definitive statement that Garoppolo will either be traded or... No, he got traded to the Giants today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Newman yeah, got, well, got. Someone on our podcast got... Wishful thinking, Newman. Twitter. Don't get me excited. But... So, yeah, Trey Lance is officially the guy. Um, he is a lot of people's fantasy darlings. Uh, there's a lot of things to like about this guy. There's also some serious red flags. Um, the 49ers are currently projected at nine and a half wins. Obviously, they went to the NFC Championship uh, last year. They're my favorite Packers slayer in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they went 10-7 and seven last year, right? Um Obviously, you move from Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance. That's the biggest move. Um, outside of that, you're going to lose Raheem Mostert, Lakin Tomlinson from the uh, one of their guards, Josh Norman, Jaquiski Tart out of the secondary, and then Alex Mack retiring, which is another big loss for them. Um, he's you know been running that Shanahan scheme for a long time. They had some success, some success when he was in Atlanta, obviously going to the Super Bowl, et cetera. So that's a big loss, especially two interior players for him. Well, you're actually missing one. Just today, D Ford. They released D Ford today. Oh, okay. So yeah, so I didn't even see that. Um, I think that it's makes not a big deal. No, it's um, not a big deal at all. But but <laughs> I, I'm more concerned offensively. I think with the losses than than I am defensively. They did bring in some guys. They bring in Tra- Traverius Ward from um, the Chiefs and Hassan Ridgeway. You know, to rush the edge. Darkwoods and Bernard, Kerry Hyder from the um, the Seahawks. So I, I think that defensively they should still be really good. This, this is a really their, – their front seven is awesome. Until they get hurt. Um, and their secondary could be a little bit worse, but it has a chance to be better. Like, it's not awful. Um, and they're, because their front seven is so good, it kind of takes a lot of pressure off their secondary. But, yeah, I think the biggest, the, the biggest area of, of potential regression for them is going to be offensively with the, the offensive line uh, changes and then quarterback, obviously. 
And also, Debo had an outlier season last year. So can he repeat that? Not likely. This, this, well, this is going to be my favorite team to kind of watch this season, Trevor. But a um, couple <laughs> things, man. I think um, I think our boy Grant Cohn's going to nail it on the head over there with uh, Ken Law. This, Ken Law's just up. You know, everyone remembers, like, all the, the YouTube videos and all the cussing back and forth and him, like, smacking Grant Cohn's hat off. But my favorite story this season it's going to be everyone's. It's going to obviously going to be with Trey Lance. And I saw that there's this uh, this chick who's been um, uh, drawing pictures of Jimmy G every single day until yeah. he gets gone. I think by week eight she's gonna she's gonna start drawing pictures every day trying to bring him back. Trey Lance is fucking trash. The offensive line they're just going to be struggling. They're not they're not as talented as they have been. Give him a glinchy, but he's back and forth with injuries. When he's healthy, he's talented. But you need a strong offense line with that quarterback. They're just they don't have but, enough weapons, really. Well, but. let's hear from the 49ers, the resident 49er fan here, Trevor. Let's let, kick it off, Trevor. Let's hear what's what, what's the pros, what's the cons, where are you at? Hopefully, he can make it through. Right. He's looking, he's looking kind of, he's looking so, kind of sketchy. He's in a he's in a hotel in Miami, folks. But let's hear it, Trevor. Your face is frozen. <laughs> no way. Are you frozen? Yeah. You definitely kicked in. There you go. But, but, uh, I d- Am I frozen? Yeah. No. yeah, you're. There we go. No, no, no. I share the pessimism. That. Yeah, Trev, we're going to have to cut you out, buddy. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. Bring him, we'll bring him we'll, back We'll bring him back bit. in. But as we were talking about, Marcus is saying Trey is trash. I mean, it's Trey Day. Obviously, could it be moves for Jimmy Garoppolo because the offensive line's regressing? They're regressing. They're going to move to a more bootleg style offense outside the pocket, Lamar Jackson style offense with probably arguably a guy with a obviously maybe a stronger arm. I don't know. Maybe that's comparable, but the accuracy that's something that Shanahan maybe he could work on here in the off season and he could produce something. I'm excited to see it. I don't think Shanahan's an idiot. He obviously comes from a pedigree of coaches, and he's not going to give up all those picks if he doesn't think he can do something big with this guy. He's proven it from a uh, coordinator standpoint, and I think he's about to prove it with a head coach standpoint more than he already has with the Niners. And then you got John Lynch, pardon me, Noom, that that's drafting for that defense. That defense is going to hold it down for Trey Lance. I'm I think their you. defense is really good. Um, so, I mean, Sharp has him as the 13th best, uh, easiest schedule. Um, which is, it's, you know, a little bit better than middle of the pack. Their extra game is the Dolphins, which is nice. I think that's a winnable game for them. Um, I think that their schedule kind of does get a little bit easier. And then this is always a team that the, their biggest competition in this division is the Rams. And Shanahan has Sean McVay's number still, right? He finally beat him last year. But over and over again, this happens, right? Nobody <laughs> cock slaps the Rams like <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. It's, 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 it's getting hilarious, man. And like even even when they're at their absolute worst, they can always manage to beat the Rams. It's crazy, dude. Sean McVay lays awake at night thinking about <laughs> Kyle Shanahan and his fucking innovative run schemes. And oh my god, McVay, Lafleur, dude, he owns them all. They, yeah, the the masterminds they can't they can't handle them. Like yeah. they, and and part of it is just that running scheme that they run and. Uh, and so, so it, it, can everyone hear me? Am I? Uh, yep, yep. We got right you. Now? We got oh, you now. Thank God, it's because I love to talk about this team, um, and I do share the same pessimism that you know Marcus was talking about earlier. I, st- I think Trey Lance is trash. The second that they traded up and got Trey Lance, I literally cried. I was, I was, I was drunk. I, I, I didn't know what to do with myself because I was so <laughs> upset because we could have had Mac Jones and not traded up and and given away somebody or Justin anyways, Fields. I, 
Or but just, I would, just real quick, I was supposed to use two I'll of regress, those picks I'll to for the next. And this is what I'll, this is what I'll go with because um, Shanahan um, has a scheme. I do believe in Shanahan. Yes, they regress a little bit on the offensive line, but Trey Lance gives them that extra dynamic on being able to scramble a little bit more. So your offensive line doesn't need to be as good because Trey Lance gives that additional uh, scramble ability. Problem is, though, does he have the accuracy and the arm strength and the arm, um, you know, I the, think the he has long strength. Can he actually, the strength is yeah, already the there. The can, he, can, he, can that go through the accuracy 17 the games? Mark. The accuracy we don't, we don't is know. a question mark. Um, listen to this, Trevor. Listen to this schedule to start off. Chicago Bears, Seattle Seahawks, Denver Broncos, L.A. Rams, Panthers, Falcons. Dude, these are major winnable games for a defense like you, you that. Could go four and, you could go four and you two could, from that stretch easily. You could be a subpar quarterback, and when you have a defense like that backing you up, Dude, I'm telling and they, you. And they I, should be a, running it 80% of the time, which is what they will yeah. because they've got running backs that can do it by committee and they have a and they have a quarterback that can also run it. So the they schedule's can absolutely favoring them do big it. time. Big time. Yeah, especially early on. Problem is though is the injury bug. It always bugs them every single year. This is the team that is just so unlucky when it comes to that. However, this this team will be carried by its defense. Uh I, Newman talked about it. I mean, I keep seeing more and more stats come out like the only other defense I see that's really better, honestly, is the L.A. Rams, which they are absolutely star-studded in what they have. But this team can wear you down on the defensive side, and if we can continue to run the ball in the 49er end, boom. Like, just drain these teams. It's going to be some low-scoring games that's not going to be sexy, but they'll be able to drag it out. Um, and it's I think it's going to mask maybe some of the inequi- you know, inequities that Trey Lance has as a passer. <laughs> as long as they can get those, you know, running games in. So I, I still think they're going to come in with 10 wins, and I still think they're going to finish second in the division here. So you have Although, them over nine and a half? It's trash. So you have them I think over, they're over, over nine, nine and a half? half at 10. At 10 because Arizona sucks and Seahawks are absolute garbage, okay. and that's what's going to get. Where are the rest of you guys at? Uh, I'll take the over as well. I'll take them at 10 wins. Um, the 49ers, to me, as a team, even that gets bit by the injury bug, they've proven that they can prevail through that in and out and that comes from the gm and john lynch and the staff and the The depth chart that they have and the coaching that they have so i believe in this team whether they get bit by the injury bug or not don't think i can say the same for the rams but we'll come to that when we cover the squad but the 49ers to me in the over at 10 wins i think they're in the playoffs and they're vying for the nfc championship again yeah i think i think this is going to be an ugly team to watch all year long this offense is not going to run smooth through trey lance the guy's just not good i'm telling you folks he's just not good but like I said a few weeks ago when we covered the NFC East, I also don't think Jalen Hurts is all that good. And Jalen Hurts uh, led the Eagles to the playoffs. Because if you have a good enough defense and you have a talent like Trey Lance, who I think he can at least be Jalen Hurts. I, I really do. I, th- I think I think he can be a, qu- a quarterback that you can use, especially a guy like Shanahan can use in these run schemes. Um, do I think he's going to be a great playoff Passer, no. I think he's going to win some super ugly games. Um, the in the over unders at nine and a half. See, this is really tough for me. I I I'd ha- I have him hovering right around nine. I'm going to take the over just because I believe in Kyle Shanahan and this defense. Um, but I think this this might be the most hideous offense, and the the guys that are going to get hurt the most from this switch changeover, Brandon Ayuk, who had a really slow start the last season, and. Debo, Debo Samuel, he has to be what he was last year. He can't be this converted. 
he said his whole gripe this last season or this last offseason was that he didn't want to be this hybrid running back wide receiver. Well, when you look at this running back core of Elijah Moore, Jeff Wilson, Tyrion Davis-Price, and Trey Sermon, there is not a lot of talent in this running back core. He, Debo Samuel has to be every bit as effective as he was last year to be good. I think he does, and I think they win 10 games. Or, or, or pivot this. Debo doesn't want to do it, um, and and that's built into kind of his contract. And they make Ayuk the running back, which, by the way, he actually has some of that experience in his background. So, like, maybe they throw that in there. Who knows? I but you're right. They, they definitely need some more talent in yeah. the background. In the background. See, what's, what's funny with the Niners right now, they have no cap space. So everything with Debo is solely going to come down to what they're going to— Who's going to trade for Jimmy? They're going to end up. They're probably going to end up having to release him, right? Because no one's going to want to take that contract. And until the, until that money goes, you can't re-sign Debo because he's on a cheap cheap rookie deal. So and Debo is going to. I, I think he, they call it a hold in right now. That's where he's going to be at at contract time until you know through camp and stuff. Yeah. And if Debo is not going to be a hundred percent, they don't have the money to sign him right now. Um, it's yep. in there. The Niners could do it. Uh, the schedule is interesting. I, I do see them splitting it's with really easy schedule. For, it goes back and forth. Like uh, it's, they have like a tweener one for me. Uh, I see them splitting with the Rams and Cards. They're just like most most of the time, they, uh, other, usually, although, they, yeah. although they usually swept the Rams recently, they should uh, split with them. But yeah, they're one or two injuries or no Debo away from being six or seven win team. No, they won't split with the Rams. They'll, they'll beat them both. They'll times. Sweep, they'll sweep them. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under solely because I hate Trey Lance. But the defense is. If, when they're healthy, and I love, I love the, the the style of football the Niners play. That's what I grew up watching with Pittsburgh. Play good fucking defense, run right. the ball. I love that. So that defense can and has to steal a few games to hit the over, which they can do. But I'm still going to lean right in that under eight and nine wins. It doesn't isn't Trey Lance, and I'm totally with you. I hate Trey Lance. You know that about me. Uh, d- isn't he giving you some Tebow vibes? Just just in the way that the organization is kind of quiet about him. He didn't really emerge last year until like midseason, and then there were some rumors about how inaccurate he was in practice. Like this guy has some serious red flags about him, and maybe I'm wrong about him. I don't think I am. I think he sucks. So, so no, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. Coming from a fan, but I have a question for Marcus. Marcus, if the 49ers took Justin Fields there, do you think they would have ten wins this season? I, I think, and also this comes down to like the being healthy. I th- I would say if, if they had Justin Fields, I'd put him at 12, 13 wins for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, like right in that healthy yep. conversation. So so that's I'm a little bit more on the optimistic side than 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 you are. Um, but I still have him at ten wins. So Vegas projects him out at eleven five and one. I think this is a ten win team that puts him over the nine and a half, just barely. Um, mostly for me, it comes down to the fact that the defense is so good and. Um, Kyle Shanahan has won with Nick Mullins at quarterback. <laughs> and say what you will about Trey Lance, he's more talented than Nick Mullins is. Yes. So, I mean, his arm is stronger than Jimmy Garoppolo's, but he's maybe not as quite as accurate. But maybe they can develop some easy throws and, and, and get all that stuff worked in there. And then the fact that he's able to run will be something that they take advantage of. If they wind up not getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo... That's a really nice cushion to, to turn back to if something happens to Trey Lance. And you can just be like, all right, cool, we got Jimmy. Let's just run the hell out of Trey. Yep. If he gets hurt, then we have Jimmy to fall back on. But then so, you've got Debo holding out. Well, that's a great point from Nooms. And I, I mean, I love the comparison to Jalen Hurts, honestly. You, but he's taller. He's got way more arm strength than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts does no arm strength comparison to Trey Lance. Oh, Trey, Trey Lance, Lance is a physical the, tank. He yeah. can throw the ball 100 yards. It's, it's insane. 
So if they can harness that just a little bit, it'll be awesome to so see. So good, Jamarcus man. Russell. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Tra- I think Trey's a little more dedicated than Jamarcus, and definitely for sure a little more in shape. But it'll be awesome to see. This is a really cool division. He's more dedicated than a hairline. <laughs> so I don't trust twenty year old ball guys. I'm just throwing. So just for the there. record, four of us have them all at ten wins. Everyone doesn't. Nobody likes them really to win more than ten. Um, and then Marcus has them not coming up with ten wins. Correct. Yeah. Correct. All right. I think if you can't yeah, bet right. on the quarterback in this league, bet on the coach. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's and really one, what I, that's really what I'm doing here. J- Jimmy G did clear um, the uh, his physical uh, his physical today. So like the 49ers, if they did drop him, they are no longer responsible for the 10.5 million dollar uh, injury injury that yeah. he had. So like. Yeah, so that, that alleviates some of that. <laughs> However, I think if they drop him, he ends up in Seattle, which is probably not going to do good for him because Seattle actually might be able to do somewhat better than what, you know. Jesus, if he's got an injury clause like that, like, dude, go to go to practice and trip over your cock in the fucking showers, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'd do anything to hurt myself if I had an injury clause like that. You know what I'm saying? Slipping into sliding around the fucking showers? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'd be like, dude, Trent Williams, get over here and suds me up. <laughs> um so uh we're gonna save the best for last right so we'll, we'll move to that team that i think that there's zero percent chance that he winds up going to uh because it doesn't make sense for them the seattle seahawks right so i'm gonna start you off and i'm just gonna let give, give you one real real quick thought on the seahawks they're bad okay so uh, obviously you lose russell wilson you lose bobby wagner you lose gerald everett dj reed carlos dunlap carrie Hyder, uh and KJ they bring Ray. in they bring in Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Artie Burns. Is he any good, Marcus? Oh, fuck you, Artie Burns. <laughs> uh, what, a, what a terrible pick. They draft Kenneth Walker. So, obviously, news came out today that Chris Carson is retiring. So, that draft pick doesn't look quite as bad. But, I mean, did you really need to draft another running back that high? Probably not, especially considering how bad the rest of the roster is. But, I mean, in general, I think they actually didn't have an awful draft. But this draft is entirely for the future. They draft two tackles, both from air raid systems. Um, and they want to run the ball, which doesn't really go together. Uh, when you draft, you know, air raid tackles, you should be wanting to throw the ball, not run the ball. But that's what they did. Um, I don't know. The, I mean, the, Vegas has them as um, they went seven and ten last year. Sharp has them as the eleventh hardest schedule. Extra games, the Jets, week seventeen. Which, if they're the Seahawks and you're playing to potentially the Bryce Young sweepstakes or the CJ Stroud sweepstakes. That's not a game that you want to win. Um, and then, I mean, Vegas projects him at four and 13. Wait there. So Seattle's playing the jets week, week Dude, 17. Ha, ha, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm serious question. Has anyone ever seen a picture of drew locks mom? She's probably pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, he I'm looks just like gay. he's got a hot mom. He does look like he's got a hot mom. He kind of looks like the, he, so drew locks suck, suffers from that syndrome. He looks like the guy that douchebag syndrome. Oh, totally. Just, just a douchey face. He looks like the guy that waits for your sorority girl daughter to show up to, to move into her sorority house with a sign that says, we'll take good care of your daughter. And like all, he looks like the douchiest frat guy on earth, but like a lot of douchey frat guys that I encountered. Cause I wasn't a frat for a little bit at FSU. Um, he's also, cursed with this syndrome that i've seen with a lot of these alpha frat guys which no chin 
Just a complete drop off. Like and it, can't it, grow facial hair. It goes straight from lip to Adam's apple. There's just nothing under there. Dude, he's the Walmart Jay Cutler. That's exactly what he is. He, <laughs> he wishes is. he could be Jay Cutler, but he, that's what he, he reminds me He does have a gun. He's got a gun. Dude, he's got, he, a, he's cannon. got a cannon. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He's the Walmart Jay Cutler. He's Jay Cutler's little brother. Yeah. Not as good. He spreads it like a newsie. He's fucking all over the place. Man, he played, yeah. with, he played with a pretty damn good defense in Denver and still turned the ball it's over terrible. like nonsense. But, but also, but they kept him in those games. They are they they could potentially win two to zero games. That's how fucking bad this roster. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but do you, do you know who the current starter at quarterback is for the Seahawks? It's not Drew Locke. Gino Gino Smith yeah. is currently projected. I, honestly, I like to be it. Their starter. I'd rather have Gino straight up. I'd rather have Gino, former Jet great, but he he won't be, he won't be the starter for the rest of the league or season because they're no, both just no, so bad not, for sure. I mean, let's just be honest. We all know that the the Seahawks are tanking. DK Metcalf's probably moved by the end of the year. Oh, he's gonna fake an injury by the time. I don't even. Think so. I think he gets traded for big picks. So yeah. there's going to be a contender, somebody who needs somebody to open it up over the top. DK is going to get out of there. He might even request a trade midseason. I'm not even kidding. This is how bad this squad Wait, is. Pete Carroll's losing. What touch. year is DK? Is is this third, his third year? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. See, see, I don't, so I, don't I, I don't see him requesting a trade during the season because he didn't join the. Uh, this the, the fourth. Yeah, yeah this will be this his fourth year. So fourth. So looking at fifth year rookie option. So uh, no, well, no, because no, he, he wasn't a first round draft pick, so you don't have a fifth year option on him. Yeah, so so he's not he's he's one of those yeah he's in the same boat as like Debo not holding out right now not having any camp issues so it's it's a weird spot because like you know he's gonna gamble on himself but he's gonna go right to the free agent market so Seattle should have dealt him before the draft that's that's what we talked about that was the time to deal him I think they still they should have and they missed on that but I still think they move him before the end before the trade deadline this year they're desperate. I feel terrible for Noah Fant. That guy's got some actual fucking talent at the Broncos, and he's over there again with Drew Locke. God damn, you could you imagine sitting there with Drew Locke in Denver, hating every minute of it, and then you well, get you, shipped to You saw the Seattle. meme, right? The 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 Noah Fant meme. He's like, he finds out that the, the, the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson. He's like, hell yeah, we got a good quarterback for a change. And then they're like, but I was involved in the trade. It's like, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> you know, it, you, you know, one, one thing about this team that just cracks me up is that they're in a full rebuild mode with the oldest coach in the NFL. It's so crazy that they're they're clutching onto Pete Carroll despite all the red flags that are happening in Seattle. Their choice to keep Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson, who you guys know me, I'm obsessed with Russell Wilson. Yeah. I, I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation. I think he's been horribly underutilized, and I think he's about to have a huge breakout year with the Broncos. This Pete Carroll love fest that's still happening in Seattle, it's going to completely destroy this team. And I saw an insanely interesting stat today. Um, it was the best defenses, uh, scoring defenses, in terms of points allowed over the last, like, 30 years. Or I, I think it was... I think it... No, I think it was actually just 22 years. And four of the top 10. Legion of Boom. The Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. I think they stumbled on it. And if you look at the way that the Legion of Boom was assembled, there's some nobodies who just emerged out of nowhere. Cam Chancellor. Bam, bam, just, Cam, yeah. baby. Dude, Cam Chancellor just came out of nowhere. Um, Even even guys like Pete Richard. Carroll can coach the secondary, man. Richard, Richard Sherman was not like a blue chip. He was a, like a fifth-round draft pick. Like, this this defense, yeah, out of Stanford. This yep. defense emerged out of nowhere, and there's no way you can convince me that Pete Carroll had anything to do with the semblance of this defense. They also stumble into an amazing trade uh, with Marshawn Lynch. 
I think that Seattle, and then of course Russell Wilson. Yes. God damn, Russell in the third Wilson. round. In the if they third round. if they really believed in Russell Wilson, yes. they would have taken him in the first. The, the, Perfect the, storm. This yeah. the the teams that succeeded in the early 2000, 2010s, and this is one of the most successful teams of the two thousand tens, like by far. Um, I think it was all by chance. And if you just look at the ship, it's just continuously burned. And just watching them underutilize Russell Wilson year after year, I hate. Pete Carroll, I really do, like, with every fiber of my being. And is there any team over the last five, ten years when they make a first-round draft selection where you're like, what the fuck are they doing yes. more than the Seattle Seahawks? Oh, my God. Every single year. You're just like, why did they reach for that guy? Penny? Yeah. I mean, even a couple of years ago, they, they drafted an extra linebacker. Like, they, they consistently do that where they just take guys. They're, they're on their own game plan. It has worked out. But I don't know if it's good process, man. Yeah, it's not. Wait, at all. When, when was DK drafted? Was DK he's a, drafted? He's a third. Or Another great. They're, they're third. so good in the third and fourth round. Like that's their that's their money spot. But it hasn't been enough to save the franchise over the last few years. Yeah. So not many people no. give a damn about the Seahawks. Uh, we're doing win projection totals, right? What they say over under six. Yep. I'm going to take the under on the six wins for the Seahawks. Seahawks are going to be rough. Pete Carroll might get pushed into a forced retirement. I feel terrible for this team. I feel terrible for any of these young talents here because this team's going to be bad for probably the next five years. I don't think they're going to be able to stop anyone on defense. Um, their offense. <laughs> That's an understatement. I th- I, honest, I'm, not, I'm not sure that they're not going to be able to put up some points, but it's going to be like garbage time points. I also have them under six. I think that there's a chance that they might win like three games and they might be in the hunt for, you know, trying to out, out you know, tank for tank, tank, tank for Stroud or, or Bryce or whatever, whatever, you know, moniker or slogan we want to use for that. So, yeah, what I'm super excited about is going to be at next year's draft. It's going to, emulate my favorite draft day movie that I watch every draft day and that's draft day. Um, and, and then you have Seattle and Cleveland battling out, going back and forth, that number one overall pick. <laughs> yep. And th- thankfully Cleveland doesn't have any firsts, but, uh, these, both of these teams are going to be so fucking terrible. It's going to be a different C team. It's going to be the bears probably. It's, 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 well, yeah, that's another team in the mix, but, um, it, it feels like all is going to be right in the world with the Browns and Seahawks just oh, yeah. being dog shit. Because Seahawks fans are trash too. They're such trash. Yeah. Yeah. I, I lived out in California for a while, and yeah, I lived in. I didn't live in fucking Washington or anything. I lived out in California, and I encountered all these Seahawks fans. Very evident that none of these guys existed prior to 2012. Yeah, this is just an upstart. But listen, listen. I'm just looking over this defense, and I'm I'm going to tell you all the guys that I actually know who they are, and I'm I'm very much, <laughs> I'm very much in tune with the NFL. This this is my. Total list of guys on this defense I know. Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs, Jordan Brooks. First round draft pick. Daryl Taylor. End of list. <laughs> I don't know who any of these other guys. Puna Ford? Who is that guy? I don't know who that is. Puna Ford's uh, from Kansas. He, he had to come from Hawaii. Hawaii. No idea who that guy is. I'm sure he sucks balls. Is that the new electric from Ford? <laughs> what are we talking about? What? Punta Ford? Puna. That's, Puna, Puna Ford? Puna Ford sounds like it'd be like, uh, what's his name? The 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 North or uh, Notre Dame linebacker. Be like his fake Ma- girlfriend. Yeah, Manti Teo. Puna Ford is Manti Teo's fake girlfriend. I'm going to take your, uh, yeah. Manti Teo's. Yeah. I'm going to take away Daryl Taylor, and I'm, the only reason I'm adding Artie Burns to the list of players I know on Seattle's defense is because Pittsburgh wasted a first-round draft pick on him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I out, actually, of, out of the U, uh, go Miami. I'm right? sorry. I, I know who Artie Burns is. I, I, I was don't just going to ever say go Miami, place. Newman. I will punch you. <laughs> it, it was a very sarcastic it, go Miami. Is anyone, we, don't need to, we don't need to sit on the Seahawks for very yeah, long. Is anyone taking the over? No. Nobody. Nobody. No, no. No one's. I, I think this team wins three Three wins. I, I have three, three wins. as well. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. under, but more Three's interesting right question. It. Does Pete Carroll make it through the season? I think he does. I think they're obsessed Pete with might him. die before he retires. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's going to be one of those retirements. That's what I'm saying. Forced retirement. But, but he goes through the season, you know, because at, at this point, like, who the fuck are you going to bring in to, like, rebuild this team? No. You take your picks. You get into next year's draft. Uh, Carroll retires. Get rid of your GM. Um, and then, you know, just rebuild win. shitty team for five years. I'm telling you, mark my words, Carol yeah. retired forced retirement at the end of so, the year, and, clean house. Yeah, oh, so DK Metcalf will be traded before it, the and, end of the and, year. And, and honestly, you could probably get multiple first round picks for DK with like the, um, you know, with him agreeing to like sign a long-term deal with the team. Yeah. So then, you know, you start stacking up picks, be shitty for a few years. And at that point you got to trade Lockett to play, play, the, play what you can for him, play the jets game. Mm-hmm. Just fucking suck dick. So under, 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 yeah. under. Yeah. So we're the all, drum we're all roll. Under. Best for last, Newman. I mean, yeah. So the, going going to the Super Bowl champions here, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Last year, twelve and five. Vegas has them at ten and a half. Is that what you have? Yep. Um, uh, Sharp has them as the second hardest schedule. They open the season with the Bills as their extra game it's from brutal. the AFC East. It is tough. Um, and still, Vegas has them as 12-3-2 in individual game projection uh, currently. So they lose Von Miller. They lose Darius Williams. They lose OBJ, who's still a free agent, and may come back is the rumor. Um, they lose Sebastian Joseph Day off their defensive line. Sony Michelle. Andrew Whitworth, which is actually a pretty big loss as their tackle. They do add Allen Robinson, bring in Bobby Wagner. Uh, they trade for Troy Hill to replace Darius Williams, which kind of is, you know, that's fair. I think it's pretty even. I think there's maybe a slight downgrade to the front seven because of Sebastian Joseph Day, who's really good and goes to the Chargers. Um, their offensive line does lose two starters, but they're a pretty good team at, you know, uh, they already have uh, Noteboom Note or whatever in there. <laughs> pretty good team. And Super Bowl. They're, but they're a pretty good team at, at assessing offensive line. Um, yeah. and, and, and that scheme that they're going to run, they, they know what the fuck they're doing, right? Um, and fuck draft picks. They don't need them. Well, for a team that we dog <laughs> for no draft picks, it's pretty amazing when you look at the roster and the depth that they actually have on there. So, so the thing that they actually do well is they, they're actually pretty good late in the draft, right? So they draft, I think they spent like a six-round draft pick on this guy by the name of Darian Kendrick, who was a five-star recruit, went to Clemson, um, winds up getting kicked out of Clemson and, and goes to Georgia and then starts for the national championship team and he winds up going in the six because he has questionable you know makeup and issues that way but he's fucking really talented um so you're gonna pair him you're gonna stick him in a room with Jalen Ramsey and, and Aaron Donald and maybe they can straighten his ass out who knows um but this is just a team that t- consistently hits on their late round draft picks on at least being solid players because they have the stars right and that's kind of the way that they've built this roster um but this is still maybe the best team in the NFC um, I actually have them uh, at 13 wins, so I will take the over on t- on 10 and a half. I'll take the over as well with the Rams, and I do believe that OBJ will be back with the LA Rams. If he hasn't signed with another team by now, especially if it wasn't the Bucks, it's something where his agent thinks he can get more money, and I think the Rams can actually make that type of movement that the Bucks did too to be able to sign him to that roster. It might be even more fun roster for Matt Stafford than he's ever had. I mean, when you bring in Allen Robinson – 
along with that, it's it's unbelievable to see what this uh, this team's going to do. I'm telling you, I, I used to dog on them about trading away their draft picks, and I'm looking at the whole roster right now just on offense, not even the defense yet. And this team is going to be fun to watch, man. And if Cam Akers can get the fumbleitis out of his system, that guy can be a fucking star. That's something that can actually hurt a guy in the NFL. But when I look at the roster, these guys will be right there too in the NFC Championship. The Bucks, the Niners, and the Rams coming up in the NFC. Cam Akers is so fucking good, and also He's insanely good. What a recovery for him! Like you know, tearing Achilles and coming back and helping, like and carrying the load. Right in the playoffs, unheard of. It was Crazy. it was like physics defying almost. Not that I'm a, a physicist, dude. But the fumbleitis was crazy, right? I I couldn't believe how many times he was he fumbled in major major key opportunities, and that was something that I think you can fix. Adrian Peterson had it at one point in time. There's Tiki great Barber, run, Tiki Barber, great well, running backs who have. Well, I'm high on Cam Akers too, but that was something where when I watched him hand get get the ball. Let, well, what do you think? Well, what do you think right, the main I, focus I, is let, in the let, offseason? Let me, let, me, let me just stop you right there. Wait, so, wait. Where did K Makers go to college? So, so he he had he had some playoff struggles, right? He, I think he had, he had one or two in the playoffs, but he has one career fumble in a regular season. Yeah. He missed all the season with the kill. He's like, you don't have camp to get used to the. Hits. And he wasn't a guy that fumbled at Florida State. He had his his one fumble in his two seasons, although it was two seasons or one season in one game, but. You know, last year, the only thing I was wrong about with the Rams was uh, Matt Stafford didn't get MVP, but he still threw for 4,900 yards. He had a great 40, season. 40 that, it should have been Brady, everybody in the Nope, college. nope. I mean, the real MVP is on Matt Stafford's team. Well, it should have been Cooper Cup because that is one of the most outstanding seasons yeah. that we've ever seen out of a wide receiver. True, third third true round that. draft pick, but uh, he's, he's, missing, I mean, he's missing a shade or two. Not the same player, but uh, but also on the same team, you know, Aaron Donald still, you know, with his impact. Yeah. Probably should can, be. Can we, we just look at, like, like he's the best player in the league. Aaron Donald's the best player in the league. By hands down. Straight Multiple up. years. Yeah. Multiple so years. The, the Rams got better. Like, their their offensive line will be their weak point, but you have to trust in McVay to be able to figure it out when you have the weapons. And you have a defense that's so fucking – they got better. Dude, Bobby Wagner behind Aaron Donald. You have a D tackle and a middle linebacker like that. That is an absolute fucking menace. You might have a Bobby Wagner-type season like Derek Brooks with pick sixes this year. I'm not even joking. It's going to be crazy the amount of pressure that gets put on quarterbacks from Leonard Floyd, from Aaron Donald, and then you have Bobby Wagner. It's going to be off the charts. And then here's the other thing about this team that we know, right? If it push comes to shove and they have a chance to improve coming the deadline, they're going to do it. Hey, we've got we've got a first round draft pick in 2030 still. Yeah. So you know what? You can have that. So <laughs> for me, you know what the Bobby Wagner addition is going to do. It's going to help Aaron Donald set the record for most defensive NFL MVPs. He will be the N- 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 uh, defensive NFL MVP this season, and and it could be retirement if they go back to back. But he, he'll he'll set that record, set the tone. I love everything about Aaron Donald. So Matt Stafford last year actually had the exact season I thought he was going to have with the Rams. Um, spectacular at times, and really really bad at, at other times. Sure, By the catching. way, it was. Almost a career high in interceptions for him with 17. He had some games where he just straight up almost gave away the game with interceptions, but that is Matt Stafford. That is the gunslinger that is Matt Stafford. It's what I've always admired and also have bashed him for, but it's also the type of quarterback that I fucking love. It's, it's, it's the Brett Favre in him. Um, and honestly, Matt, Brett, you seven. Matt Stafford, and yeah, but it's, honestly, Ben Roethlisberger, great comparison. Um, Matt Stafford in the 90s is a dude that's putting up 
32 touchdowns and 22 interceptions on a year-to-year basis. Um, those interceptions are a huge concern for me. Uh, I think he regre- he regresses 100% statistically this year because out of his 41 t- passing hold, touchdowns. Hold on. You don't think he, it's a 100% regression. You're just saying no, 100%. I, no, I think, I think he regresses. I think he 100% <laughs> progress, regresses. Not much. Yeah. I, I, think yeah but, still, I think he's still a 37, 38 touchdown. Cooper Cup costs... Caught 16 of his touchdowns last year. 16 of his fucking... Cooper Cooper Cup was a man possessed last year. And I just don't think that Cooper Cup is sustainable. I still think Cooper Cup has a great year, by the way. No one Um, can sustain that. Nobody can sustain that. Uh, I I do think that his stats are are, are unsustainable. And I do think the Rams are worse this year but than I they were refute, last year. I got to refute you on Matt Stafford, though. He, he got more toys to play with. Not only that, his tight end room is solid. Tyler Higby's definitely somebody who flies under the radar every year. He's East fine. Lake boy right out of Pinellas County, so got to give a shout-out there. Do you, what do you mean, though, he got more toys? No, 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 he, he loses, he dude, loses dude, no, Bobby no, Trees and OBJ. The defense got better. The defense well, got well, better. He got Allen Robinson. I know, but he loses Bobby Kurt, Trees. Kurt, Kurt is on the. He thinks OBJ is coming back. So, and I'm definitely riding that. on OB, OBJ is coming back. So he's, he's assuming, assuming that. Assuming okay, that. But, but, but given their current roster, he undoubtedly loses weapons this year. There's no doubt about and, it. In first year in Sean McVay's system, you're going to go year two and say he's going to regress. I think if anything, his touchdown to interception ratio gets better this year. He loses two ridiculously good wide receivers in Bobby Trees and OBJ. I, I think there's undoubtedly he 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 regresses. Well, yeah. I, well, I, statistically, yeah, I think his uh, touchdown to interception ratio will be a lot better because you're going to have Cam Akers back. Remember, they, they're going back and forth to the run game. That was struggling at times. Like, it struggled. So they it had did to, struggle a lot so last they, year. So they had to, like, sling the ball. Um, and, of course, Cooper Cup's definitely going to regress. That was the best received, best season by any of all receiver. time. You don't add Allen Robinson that you don't get but, into. That but, doesn't happen. But what I will say is there's no chance OBJ comes back to the Rams. No way. No chance. Uh, his contract they can't last afford year, him. I, I, th- I think he they made like him. I think he made like $111,000 last year after that Bitcoin. I don't uh, think the, anybody else wants him. Straight straight up, no, 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 like up. I, I made more than OBJ last year. 34000 See? We talked about that on the California taxes. He got. Why the fuck are you going to go back? OBJ yeah. is going to end up in Tampa when it comes playoff time. <laughs> no way. You're off your gourd. No, You're I, out of your gourd. I, I, I think no, OBJ no. ends up in with the Cowboys 100%. I mean, yeah. the, 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 oh, I, I feel like that's very likely. And also, Texas does not have state tax. So um, th- there is an advantage there. I do like, I mean, some of the some of the drafts that they had also, I mentioned, uh, I didn't mention, they had uh, they drafted Kyron Williams uh, as a late flyer out of Notre Dame who can give you some scat back. He's quick, out of the backfield kind of stuff. Uh, to, add so to, that, to add to that depth. I mean, he's explosive. you got to give him that. He has, but, no, he has no third gear, no fourth gear. But, yeah, in general, let, let's, let's, let's get to some fantasy action for uh, for this division, shall well, we? No, so I, I just want to say one more thing about this team. Their wide receiving core is good on the surface. It's really not great at by any stretch of the imagination. If any one of these three guys get, gets hurt, I'm referring to Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, or Cooper Cup, guess who they have to back him up? Tutu Atwell. Ben Skoranek. Yeah, Ben Skoranek. Tutu Atwell and Brandon Powell. Yeah, Brandon Powell went to Florida. He's actually from Pinellas Park, I think. And he's not a good football player. <laughs> he, he's, a good, he's a good return man. The, 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 this <laughs> team has man. lost a lot of depth. And I, I do, I, I admire their superstar and duds approach. I think it's going to fall apart a little bit this year. I'm not nearly as bullish on them as, as you guys are. I'm, I'm taking them at 11 wins this year. But you still have them on the over. I do. I still um, have them, of course. Yeah. I think they're a great team. So, so 
course. Uh, roll, roll so do we all have them on the over? Yeah. Is there one person? D- does that anyone not have them win the division? I, I, I no, they're I, definitely yeah, win the division. I think they're definitely, they're definitely winning. I, I think the uh, yeah. the fun fact because I was you know I've been reading on um, you know bet the, everyone's like rating best players the division and like highest and lowest contracts of everything. The Rams have three fucking players that they have the highest paid at their position. That's Cup, Donald, and Jalen Ramsey. Well, Cup's not the highest paid player at his position. Well, so the way they broke it down was like a three year stretch. Oh, okay, so, sure, yeah. So, but but it was Cup, Donald, and Jalen Ramsey, and like how the f- like, well, yeah. A- I mean, Jalen Ramsey is the best defensive back in the league. Uh, anyone who argues otherwise is likes to ignore stats because I mean, Jalen Ramsey has made himself a target, but. Let's be real. The guy consistently puts up top three seasons as a defensive back every single year, and nobody else is doing that. He did almost blow the Super Bowl, but I'm a huge Jalen fan. Like, yeah. he's just, he was face-masked. He was face-masked. You know what's wild about Jalen Ramsey? He's one of the last remaining dominant defensive backs in the NFL because they've kind of disappeared as the rules have evolved to benefit wide receivers more and more. He's still at every bit as dominant. He would have been... Just absolutely insane in the nineties. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, he can he can still play against the run. He, he's That's what a lot of people for don't sure. He can he can go up and hit. If oh, take anyone, if he wants far. to, he yeah. can play another ten years in the NFL because once he's not a great corner, they'll move him to safety. I mean, he already plays the yeah. star position, so they move him around inside and outside and all that stuff. Take advantage of his athleticism and get him closer to the ball. But th- if you're creative enough, which Raheem Morris has been since he's been the defensive coordinator there, give him credit. Um, if you're creative enough, that guy, you you could do a fuck ton of shit with him. Let's move on to fantasy. No, we're we're not gonna do fantasy tonight. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> we're, we're 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 gonna cut it off at fantasy. Uh, if if you guys have any fantasy highlights, we what, let's let's just run through them. Well, no fantasy, but I will say you were talking about winning the division with the Rams. I think the 49ers, even with Trey Lance, I'm going to take a gamble on it, and I think they do have the chance to take the division. Interesting. And I think it all rides on the defense. Just like I said, it's one in the trenches, the game is. I know the offensive line took a little bit of a regression, but with the way that Trey Lance can move and with Shanahan's offense, I think he's going to put together something that is going to blow the league's mind, honestly. (laughs) His dad won a championship. I know it's in the cards for him. There's no way this dude doesn't win a Super Bowl. And if he's buying into Trey Lance, I am too i think they have the chance to do it but it's going to ride on the back of that defense and they're going to be putting major pressure on quarterbacks this year let's do this right. we're, we're going to talk about this division from a macro standpoint on a fantasy level uh so what, what let's just talk quarterbacks let's let's start with quarterbacks in division um trevor i want to hear your thoughts uh, trey lance getting a lot of hype he he, he is on a lot of current really really prominent draft boards in the top eight yeah, I'm talking about he's he's usurping Aaron Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's usurping Tom Dak, Brady, Dak Prescott in a lot of situations. Uh, like he is rising up some boards. Like, what is what do you think about this guy this year in fantasy? It's 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 all about his running ability. I mean, you're you're looking at the Lamar factor. Like that's what they're thinking that he's going to be able to do is like bring in like you know third and five. He's going to go in there and be able to run the ball. You know, fifteen plus yards. He might so, be like, as fast as Lamar. He's and he's bigger and he's bigger and stronger. So like, I mean, there is that like almost Cam Newton type like, you know, like theory, like he can he can run the ball in like you're going to get those like if they're second or third down and goal, he's going to he's probably going to score like that's going to be trailing. So like I think he can absolutely be a uh, a fantasy star. So I mean, I'm all about that hype. Um, How it translates to actually winning like uh, I'm still still up in the air. But which quarterback in this division would you would you like to pay the price for? Current price would it, would you rather go with Stafford, Lance, or 
um, or Kyler. Where I'm seeing them going, I'd, I'd go with Stafford this year. thousand percent. Yep. I, I just think that there's the most value there, right? 100%. Um, in terms of... L- l- What's his ADP? What's Stafford's ADP? So, Staff- yeah, Stafford is currently going quarterback 11-92 overall. Well, with quarterbacks for me in fantasy, it's something that I feel like I can plug and play sometimes, too. <laughs> you got guys that will throw for four touchdowns. I don't reach for quarterbacks early in fantasy a lot of the times. So I do agree with you that the value is there with Stafford. But if you really want to take that gamble on somebody for the value-wise, you got to go with Kyler over Lance just because it's proven. I just don't think that Kyler – Ky- Kyler, you have to draft too high. Kyler's going in um, way yeah. earlier. Well, what you were just saying, what was – isn't Trey Lance? How much earlier is he than Trey well, Lance? Well, I, I, I'm, 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 Kyler's I'm specifically speaking – so Trey Lance is actually – According to uh, aggregate rankings, he's at 13. But I'm talking about there are some people that are so high in Trey Lance, they're putting him in their top eight, top yeah. seven. Okay. But the majority of people are fading Trey Lance to, right. to the point that he's like 13. And if they're fading at, at like that, then I will take Trey over Kyler in yeah. the upside, no doubt. Right. Like, sure. I, especially when we yeah. talked about the wide receivers earlier. When you don't have Hopkins, when you have Hollywood Brown, which is questionable, soft tissue injuries, I'm not trying to count on Zach Ertz and Max Williams to bring me in freaking money with Kyler, Kyler Murray. I'll definitely take the shot. Here, here, here's my problem Santa. with Trey Lance this year in fantasy, and I always have guys this year that I red mark and say, somebody likes this guy more than me. Sure. Somebody's going to reach on this guy more than me. I'm going to appropriately rate him exactly how I think he is, and I'm actually rating him even lower. I know that I'm not going to get Trey Lance this year because I know that somebody in my fantasy league of 14 teams likes him more than me. Derek is a big Trey Lance guy. Yeah, I is Renee. he? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Well, his hair's curly now. Well, I'm splitting with Elijah Mitchell, <laughs> and I think Trey Sermon, you didn't see Trey Sermon last year. I saw him at Ohio State. The guy definitely can ball. It's it's not because it was a C.J. Stroud effect the, or anything They drafted like another running back. I just don't trust any of the running don't backs there to, to get work. I just trust their depth. Fair that's enough. all I'm well, saying. Well, when sure. you have guys like a lot, when you have talent like that and depth at running back, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a team like the Denver Broncos you used to have C.J. Anderson, Orlandis, Gary. I mean, guys that you would never even hear of yeah. that you plug and play, and they're putting over a grand for the season. And then you add Trey yep. Lance into the bit with a read option. I'm telling you, dude, it's, it's going to be something that people are underestimating. I'm not worried about his accuracy because I don't think that's a part of the plan in the game. I definitely going to think you're going to see bombs to Iuke and other people, and it's something to look at. For sure. Yep. So I mean, The one, the one thing I will say, my one fancy play, and this is for anyone who's listening and anyone who's valuing wide receivers, which everyone is always looking for the next wide receiver, I think Debo Sammy regresses significantly oh, 100%. next year. I mean, I think, I mean I, he's not going to be running the ball as much. No he's not going to have the accuracy that Jimmy Garoppolo you know, is throwing the ball to him. He, he does not, I mean, he wants to preserve his body. Yeah, he maybe gets some more receptions, but like you're going to take away all of his running capability, which is technically what he wants. Ultimately, draft him way, way higher than his, you know, way lower than his ADP. Bro, so, he's yeah, pissed, so and he could pull a Le'Veon. I think Bell. wide receivers are are super interesting for this division, right? 100%. You've got DK Metcalf up in up in Seattle, where Drew Lock is going to be throwing the ball. There's potential garbage time there, but also potential that DK doesn't play a lot, as we talked about. Um, Tyler Lockett could be interesting for that garbage time aspect of that too. Then you go Debo Samuel. You expect a regression out of him. You expect a regression out of Cooper Cup. Allen Robinson is really interesting as a second receiver for the Rams, and then you've got. Hopkins, right? With the game suspension, sure. But then where does he go and, and what's his impact? And then also you look at uh, Hollywood Brown, like these are all fat, fat guys that you're definitely going to be drafting somewhere. But the question is, who do you like the most? Allen Robinson, dude. 
Is this guy's the first time he's ever for value? Have, for value, for right? Val- not just value, but his production is going to go through the roof. I think that he'll be in the top ten in the wide receivers this year. The guy could be something off the charts with Matt Stafford. This is his first year he's with ever a good had. quarterback. Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars and Chicago Bears, yeah. and this dude was still putting up numbers. It's insane. I mean, I, I can't wait to see oh. him, especially when the entire defensive scheme is based around shutting down Cooper fucking Cup. Yeah, I think Allen Robinson is going to be really good this year. I do think a lot of people are going to are going to shy away from him, including Trevor, uh, who who took, <laughs> who took him last year in fantasy. A lot of people got horribly burned by Allen Robinson I last did. year. The thing is, folks, don't trust what you saw out of Allen Robinson last year. You just have to understand that the Chicago system was fucking bullshit last year. Matt Nagy is awful, one of the worst awful coach. Off, He's one of the worst head coaches that's been in the league for the last 20 years, like straight up. He'd be in my top 10 worst head coaches I've ever seen. I've it's never him seen and Adam Gase. Him yeah. and Adam Gase are top and, two. And Alan Robinson's still a stud. And I also remember Matt Nagy also did win Coach of the Year. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Oh, God. Over Jesus. in a close second that year was? Uh, Leslie Frazier. No. <laughs> Charges coach. Oh, oh uh, Anthony Lynn. Anthony bitch. Lynn. Anthony Lynn. Yep. The two worst coaches. <laughs> the two. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Lynn had a great year, and Matt Nagy had a great year. So you can't really argue with it that year. But yeah, it is funny how things work out. They both had great rosters. Though. I mean, so qu- question on Cooper Cup and Debo, real quick. Just where are you taking him? I think Cup. He's going top five or something like that. I like him more back end of the first, um, just because I don't want to pay that value, which I'm never going to get him at. Even just not aggregate. Like, like, were you taking him in the draft? Just in terms of where I'm not taking him ahead of, Justin Jefferson recently came out and said that he loves Cooper Cup, but he thinks he's behind him. I can't help but agree. I think that Justin Jefferson <laughs> so, is so, so I have a definitively better than Cooper Cup. Um, o- o- O'Connell comes over, and he literally says, Justin Jefferson is going to be my new Cooper Cup. Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs. I'm que- que- Cooper, question, Cooper question. Cup. Cooper Cup just set the record for for like yardage and all this stuff receiver wise in the NFL, how long before it's broken? Probably by Justin Jefferson. How many seasons? One, two. What are we? What are we going for? I think it's Maybe broken Jamar by Jamar no, no, no. Chase. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's I not think Jefferson. It's actually getting it's broken by Chase. Jamar Chase <laughs> and with Joe Burrow. Yep. You're, there's no my, way you're breaking up that connection, man. It, it's absurd. Joe Burrow, they call him Big Dick. How, how many Joe years? How many years? Within three. <laughs> well, if his, if, uh, if I'll say within Jamar two. Chase's baby mama finally comes before with him beating her, he'll he'll never have a chance <laughs> at it. Oh, gee, many Christmas. That's a Steelers fan hoping. <laughs> she posted on Snapchat last year, pal. Uh, Jamar Chase is great. Uh, if you look at a. On a, on a per-game basis throughout their careers, Justin Jefferson is a lot better with a worse quarterback. With the upgraded system of O'Connell, if you're drafting Jamar Chase over Justin Jefferson, I hope you're, I'm in your league this year. I think yeah. the Vikings got rid of the dead weight, finally, and getting All right, Zimmer what, what, out of what about What about Debo, though? It, so Debo's currently going... Um, I'm fading Debo hard this year because I think he's going to get hurt. Like Wide receiver does. 10, 24 overall, so that would put him back into the second. I've seen him going early second. I think that's too rich. Back into the second, I would I would be interested um, because there's a possibility that he replicates at least some of what he did last year. But 
I mean, early third. I think his touches even increase this year. <laughs> I th- I, that's honestly, I think if anything, he might actually increase his I touches. Don't, I don't. I don't think he stays healthy if they increase the touches. That's okay. I, I mean, dude, if he's out, maybe one, two games, but you just need somebody for the push at the end. Somebody's going to get you volume. I'm, I will. I will come in on Debo. Guys who are in contract years, guys who maybe don't want to be with the 49ers next year. He's in that that moment, and he's about to show the fuck out and get paid by the next team ready to bring Debo Samuels in at the biggest payday. Probably put him as the highest paid athlete, not wide receiver. So you would take back. him early second? I, I would take him early second. Okay. I'm not fucking touching Debo. <laughs> Debo has herpes, nope. in my opinion. <laughs> Haters going to hate I'm, him. I'm not touching him unless he's in the third. What do contract year guys tell you every okay. single time? Any, anyone else worth talking about? I don't think so, right? I mean, so tight ends, I'm just, I'm just going to – Throw this out there. Uh, if you look at Noah Fant's numbers with Drew, Drew Locke Lock. last year, he is insane. He is clearly Drew Locke's favorite target when he was playing with the Broncos. I think Noah Fant is ridiculously underrated this year in fantasy. Tight end 14, 134 overall. I think he's crazy underrated th- or underrated this year. I think Noah Fant, out of out of the entire Seattle offense, is going to have a great year. I, I love I love the Drew Locke-Noah Fant connection, and here's why. Uh, Broncos were playing Ravens last year, and I uh, had Noah Fant was my last leg of a first touchdown parlay. And, uh, <laughs> it cashed. And, and Drew, Drew Locke hit Noah Fant, first touchdown, won $9,000. But, yeah, th- there's only there's honestly there's two players as far as value, ver- like draft value versus expectation personally. It's him and Zach Ertz. I like, like tight ends. Those, those are my two guys. That's pretty much the only two people I'm – I'm going to even go for it in the way. I, I, have, I have Zach Ertz as tight end 993 overall. Piggyback um, Ertz hardcore, man. I, what we talked about with the Cardinals and the, not only the suspension from D-Hop, the possible injury concerns with Brown, the depth isn't there. Who are you going to go to? It's your safety blanket, man, and it's going to be Ertz. Everybody can say Max Williams all they want. He's third on the depth chart. Yeah, it's, sure. it, no, it's Ertz no, all day. Fan, Anyone think that maybe George Kittle's getting a little too much love this year? No. <laughs> no, Honestly, no, he never no, does. No, but the absolutely not. Talk about with Trey Lance. Bug. Come on. I mean, so <laughs> Kittle, Kittle is currently. Um, I think he's getting too much love because of Trey Lance. Tight end four fifty <laughs> overall. I mean, oh at fifty, at I, fifty, I'll take him. I, I think he's going to be blocking tons. Yeah, at, I I see him right now at forty six on PPR for fantasy. Kittle players. is the okay. Ricky he may Bobby have up a little bit, oh, but yeah. Kittle's Kittle is the Ricky Bobby of tight ends, bro. He's if you ain't first, you're last. It's like no Kittle as you the fourth tight end second, off the board. I'm third, very comfortable with that. You can come in second, third, fourth. It's okay, dude. He's the guy who is going a million miles an hour and hurting himself all the time because he's just that psycho dude that you remember from high school, college. Any of those dudes that are just balls to the wall football players. That's what George Kittle is. I think he's my he favorite player on, in the league. Me too, dude. That's why he winds up in the <laughs> IR though. He's a dude. WWE wrestler that plays like football yeah. like that's the type of character i just he remember the he, one thing you had to worry about he yeah, was he, he was in a press conference one games. time and he told the reporters hey we gotta cut this short i got i'm going to a double wwe like <laughs> brawl or something like this he's so fucking awesome i love george kittle he's so amazing that guy's amazing george kittle's the guy you see in a slipknot concert in the middle of the mosh pit going ape shit that's the special contract <laughs> negotiation no mosh pitch george have you no seen his girlfriend pit. too no I'm she's never- like Kind of gothic. It's it's weird, dude. It's awesome. I love George Kittle so he much. So we, so we like the Iowa tight ends. Is that what we're saying? Oh, I fucking tight end love fan, tight end fan, you. Fan and Kittle. I'm just worried about Kittle. Is all I'm saying. Here, yeah. Here's why: because Kittle is is the bet now the best blocking tight end 
in all of football. He'll be, he'll straight be t- up. He'll be touchdown dependent. He's going to be blocking a lot for his shitty quarterback this year. I'm Nobody draft you. Kittle. Nobody draft Kittle. Okay? I like I like those little pop seam routes, though. I'm just telling you that they're going to utilize him less as a receiver and more as a blocker this year. I'm telling you, in that scheme, they will. I, I believe in more highs and lows. He can have blowout games. He can also have like like two three point games. Trey it's Lance happen. Like he's gonna he's gonna be one of those. Yeah. yeah. I, I listen. I love George Kittle, but I'm worried about him. All right, boys. We're gonna shut this down. Any closing thoughts? Camp. Next Just want to let everybody yes. know that the Sandman's got the number one overall pick in the keeper league, bitches. Yes, you do. We. I mean, my thought is that we've got four more days until the last month without football of the year. It's over. crazy. Can't wait. 49ers are gonna 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 make a run, guys. You know, one, watch out for it. One thing I do want to say about this uh, division, just as we're closing off about fantasy, this might be the most underwhelming running back fantasy divisions I've ever seen in my entire life. I think the top guy currently Cam. topping for fantasy. No, it's, I think it's actually James Conner at 15. Cam Aker is currently showing uh, for PPR for Fantasy Pros at 18. Elijah Mitchell wow. is right behind that's, him. That's yeah. crazy. This yeah. this is a really underwhelming just running back. And I'm taking Cam over Connor every day of the week. 100%. <laughs> dude, I'm dropping Connor from my board. I hate that guy. All right, anything else? James Connor sucks. If you draft James Connor this year, if you buy into James Connor, I swear to you, it's going to bite you in the ass. All right. Trey Lance blows too. Don't forget about that, dude. It? I think he's going to have a great fantasy year. You're going to eat your words, Trevor. <laughs> I think he's going to have a great fantasy year. I hope right. I do. Good night. Peace out.